Each of us is on a journey, a lifelong journey from birth to death that never fails to present us with new challenges along the way. Sometimes those challenges lead to profound transformation, physical, mental, or spiritual. For many of us, our journeys have taken us down long roads of isolation and despair in which our challenges have come from within. Some of us have faced intense periods of self-doubt, others fear of failure. Many of us have faced the realization that we have at one point or another become isolated, blocked from accessing our own sources of strength and resolve. For some, the obstacles we've, we've had in our lives to overcome have been ones handed to us by an unjust society. Obstacles like poverty, racism, homophobia, and sexism. Others of us have had to face unhealthy relationships in our lives. Abuse, disrespect, mistreatment, codependence, or any of a long list of other behaviors that we might have been forced to endure along the way that have presented us with the need to take a new path on our life's journey. Sometimes those challenges, though they are hard, are just a normal part of life, trying to learn something new to stretch our brain in a way that it has not gone before, figuring out what we are called to do in life dealing with loss and grief. But wherever the challenges come from, they lead us into the hardest parts of our personal journeys, the dark nights of the soul, from which we must find a way to emerge, hopefully with a new way of looking at the world, possibly with a new understanding of ourselves, perhaps with newfound strength. Whatever their nature, meeting the challenges in our life requires making some meaning from them. And meaning-making, whatever we write in our mission statement and post on our walls, meaning-making is what calls religious communities together. One of the reasons we gather in community together is to help one another make sense of the challenges of our life, to help us put our lives in a larger context the context of our relationships with one another, as much as the context of our relationship with that that is greater than we are. And so, being on that lifelong spiritual journey and supporting each other on that journey is one of the very reasons we come together as a community. When asked to define our faith, we Unitarian Universalists like to point to our principles not meant to be a creed for individuals, the seven principles that Unitarian Universalist congregations covenant to affirm and promote are unfortunately often read like a prioritized list, beginning, of course, with our commitment to the inherent worth and dignity of every person up there at the top in spot number one. And since we get to the ideas of justice and equity second, Big concepts that are important to us, to be sure, we're often out of breath by the time we get to the third principle, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, much less the fourth, the free and responsible search for true truth and meaning. 
And so today, I want us to think about what it means for our congregation to covenant and affirm to promote those things. What does it mean that we encourage one another to spiritual growth? What does it mean that together we are searching for truth and meaning? This should mean something to us both as a community and also as individuals. As a community, we have the power to be with one another. We have the responsibility to listen to one another. Those are both awesome things. Gary Gunderson, director of the Interfaith Health Program at the Carter Center in Atlanta, writes, Much of what a congregation does on any particular day is tell stories that help people understand the connection between events and relationships. A congregation not only tells stories, but acts them out and offers roles for its members and others in the community to play out. The congregation puts things into context by telling and reinforcing stories that explain who we are and how we should act. It does this not only for individuals, but for families, communities, and social movements. Thus, my invitation earlier in this service for you to tell your story. As a community, we can and must be able to hear each other's stories. We must make room for those stories to be heard. And as a faith movement, without a single story that we claim to be the one true answer, Unitarian Universalists are left with the many stories that each of us bring to this community. As individuals, we must understand that the commitment to be part of our community of faith is in part a commitment to paying some attention to our own spiritual journey. The Reverend Barbara Wells Tenhove, in an essay entitled Responsibility and Commitment, Why Signing the Book is Never Enough, asks Unitarian Universalist congregations to make membership in their congregation mean something. In doing so, she outlines six commitments that she expects from people who join the congregation she serves. Those six commitments are, one, to attend worship service regularly. Wells believes that the communal worship that we create here on Sunday mornings is the best way for people of all ages to feel connected to the community that is our fellowship. Two, work on your own spiritual growth and development. Three, serve on a task group. We need to understand, in the words of Susie Novak's membership brochure available at our greeter table, <laughs> that the fellowship is us. Four, pledge at a stewardship level. The financial support of our religious community is an important part of the commitment we make to one another when we become members. If we believe that our fellowship has something to offer the community outside our doors, we take this financial commitment seriously. Five, be involved in service to others. Wells writes that we are called as a liberal religious people to show through our works what we say with our mouths. This means involvement in some sort of social action that benefits other people. 
and six, connect to the wider Unitarian Universalist movement. Believe it or not, we are part of an association of congregations that stretches all across our continent. And participation in that wider movement through district work, attendance at General Assembly, or as we will learn next week, a Unitarian Universalist camp or conference is energizing and powerful. And while all six of those things are important, today I'd like to focus on the second. The responsibility of each of us to be engaged with our own spiritual growth. To be taking the next steps on our spiritual journey with intention. Wells writes, The second responsibility on our path to membership is that each of us will work on our own spiritual development. Unitarian Universalists have no creed or dogma. We believe that each of us is capable of discovering religious truth as it is revealed to us in our lives and within our congregational community. It is imperative that we take responsibility for our own spiritual well-being with the support of our fellowship. She continues, From worship services to teaching Sunday school, the congregation should be providing places of religious connection and nurture. But even if it isn't, as religious liberals, we cannot just wait for spiritual growth to happen. If we call ourselves Unitarian Universalists, we are called forth to seek truth and spiritual connections in all we do and all we are. If we call ourselves Unitarian Universalists and mean it, we must be active participants in our own spiritual journey. In these first days of a new year when we're tempted to make our to-do lists, our long lists of resolutions, I would like to invite you to commit to spending some time this year thinking about your own spiritual journey. First, think about the journey thus far. What have been the highlights? What have been the challenges? What have you learned about yourself and the world that shapes the way you act every day? What have you learned about compassion, about calling, about what is really of value in this world? Think about those things and consider, if you will, sharing your story. Now, you might not be the first to jump up in line to give a reflection in our Sunday worship, but maybe you'll share your story with a small group, perhaps a small group ministry group, one of our women's groups, our men's group, or our midweek, midday class. Maybe you want to share your story with a smaller group of people, with me as your minister, or with a friend or two you know here. In any case, I invite you to share your stories, and this community will be here to listen. And then I want you to think about where you want your journey to go next, or where you fear it's leading you. I invite you, as you think about those things, to share your thoughts with me. After all, as I said earlier with our children, that's what I'm here for as your minister. This year, as we start 2008, I invite you to be intentional about where you're going on your spiritual journey and to make that one of the commitments you make to the other people in this community. 
In the song that inspired this sermon's title, Dolly Parton sings, and I am not going to get any flack from any of you for quoting Dolly Parton in a sermon, because this won't be the last time. She sings, Well, I can't tell you where I'm going. I'm not sure where I've been. But I know I must keep traveling till my road comes to an end. I'm out here on my journey, trying to make the most of it. I'm a puzzle. I must figure out where all the pieces fit. Later, sometimes the road is rugged, and it's hard to travel on. But holding to each other, we don't have to walk alone. When everything is broken, we can mend it if we try. We can make a world of difference. If we want to, we can fly. Holding to each other, none of us needs to be alone on this journey. You might not know where you're going, but that's what we're here for. In 2008, none of us needs to go down this road alone. May it be so.